she was like, okay, our community is asking for it, let's do it. Hmm. And so we did we did this for lower level, uh, grade levels, because the educators were telling us we're really concerned about our pre-K through fourth grade students hmm. learning on their own at home. Our fabulous educators are recording from where they like. Usually it's their home, but sometimes they do have access to their classrooms and have recorded from their classrooms or outdoors. So really I just um, brought out my inner Dora the Explorer as I was recording the lesson. <laughs> That's awesome and I could see how that would work. Teachers like Kristen Forth are reaching students in new ways these days. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Last spring, when the pandemic shut down workplaces across the U.S., many of us tried to figure out how to cut back a bit to do less. Well, not the Nine Network. After school sent kids home, it launched a new TV series designed to bring learning to them. Teaching in Room 9 shows local teachers doing what they do best, teaching. Welcome to Room 9, our region's largest classroom. My name is Mrs. Dobbs, and I teach kindergarten in the Maplewood Richmond Heights School District right here in St. Louis. Today, I will be teaching a science lesson to preschool and kindergartners, but learners of all ages are welcome to join us. So let's get ready. Are you guys ready to have some fun with science? It's one of my favorite subjects. All right, then let's get going. Okay, so today, we're just going to talk about scientists. Who are scientists? What do they do? Hmm, can you close your eyes? Close your eyes. I can see you, room peek. Okay, close your eyes. And I want you to picture a scientist in your brain. That's Rebecca Stobbs, and when she's not teaching in Room 9, she teaches for the Maplewood Richmond Heights School District. And if hearing the enthusiasm in her voice doesn't take you back to kindergarten, I think there might be something wrong with you. During the spring and summer, you could catch two hours of programming featuring teachers like Rebecca every weekday. And now, beginning this month, teaching in Room 9 is on three hours every weekday. And joining us with the story of how this unusual TV show got started is Andy Harpring. She's the Director of Engagement and Learning for the Nine. Network. So, Andy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Andy, what led you to take on such a big project, even as COVID-19 was making everything so difficult? Yeah, so we're licensed to the community, so we listen to community feedback and try to do what's best for our region, uh, leveraging our assets. So right out of the gate, we created an educator toolkit online that provided resources to parents like PBS Kids for Parents and Bright by Text, and resources to teachers like PBS Learning Media and our PBS Teacher Training Post um, on Facebook. So we did that right out of the gate, and we were having conversations with education leaders to make sure we were providing what our community needed in the moment. And through these conversations about three times uh, with education leaders and the St. Louis Pandemic Task Force, this idea of having teachers teach on television came up. So after about the third time, I went uh, to our leadership, who uh, has been very supportive of all of this work during the pandemic, and she was like, okay, our community is asking for it, let's do it. Hmm. And so we did, we did this for lower level uh, grade levels because 
the educators were telling us were really concerned about our pre-K through fourth grade students mm-hmm. learning on their own at home. Those are the hardest grades to have that have a Zoom style class on a computer make sense. Um, is there a thinking that maybe it's easier for them to watch a television than to have to sit in front of that small screen? You know, where we're really trying to make an impact is the students that don't have regular access to the internet Mm -hmm. and or a device. So we're really trying to bridge that digital divide that so many young people in our region experience. Okay, so this is really focused on people who don't have the access to a reliable internet or or computer. They they might still have a TV and, and be able to watch that way. Right. How did you find the teachers that you ended up featuring on this this program? Yeah, so we worked with area superintendents. We asked them to identify their best teachers, and we asked the teachers to submit an example of a lesson recording. We had over 40 teachers submit and had a wide pool of great candidates and were able to pick not only for their on-air personality and their teaching and their teaching style, but also their geographic location. So we have teachers from North County, South County, West County, Illinois, and Jefferson County, uh, and St. and St. Charles County. Uh, so we were able to get regional geographic representation, school t- type. So we were able to get traditional public schools, charter schools, and private school representation, as well as a racial diversity. Hmm. Well, we're actually joined today in addition by one of the teachers who's involved in this project, and that's Kristen Forth. She's a literacy coach within the Rockwood School District, and she's also a teacher featured on Teaching in Room 9. So Kristen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So watching some of these episodes, I have to say I'm struck by just how hard it must be to be a teacher. And it's got to be even harder to teach something like reading when you're not sure how the child is following along. Has this been a a steep learning curve to, to figure out how to teach reading through a TV screen? Yes, it was definitely different at first, but honestly, I leaned into what I watched on PBS growing up. Mr. Rogers, Captain Kangaroo, or when my children would watch Blue's Clues and Dora the Explorer, they exemplify what it's like to talk to a screen, pretending like children are there and answering along with you. So really, I just... um, brought out my inner door of the explorer as I was recording the lessons. That's awesome. And I could see how that would work. Is there a big difference between trying to do it for a TV screen versus these Zoom classes that now all teachers are, are having to get their heads around? Honestly, I think it's less distracting to do it at, um, as we're doing it for Channel 9. When you're in a Zoom class with a lot of little faces moving around, it can become very distracting. So I, I honestly, I find it a little bit easier to record instead of do live teaching with hmm. children. That does make sense. Um, Andy, I know it was really important to you to have these lessons that teachers like Kristen are doing to have these aligned with state standards. So how do you go about doing that? You've got so many different school districts and teachers' personalities on top of that. What kind of guidance do you give? Yeah, so we partnered with the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. We reached out to them before we got started with uh, having teachers record videos and they provided us with standards. So every lesson is aligned with state standards provided for us by the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. So that's been a great partnership moving forward. Kristen, does that still give you a fair amount of freedom in terms of how you're going to carry out that lesson plan? Or does that that sort of uh, give you the guidelines of, of where you have to go? They definitely give us a springboard of where to start our lessons, but there's a lot of teacher autonomy, which is an amazing thing to have because we do have a variety of teachers from around the area, so it's nice to tap into each other and our expertise as we're doing this. 
Have you gotten a sense as, as you've gotten uh, proficient at this, um, you know, hey, some of these lessons work really well. Doing this works on TV. But after trying this, I don't think this other thing works quite so well. Is there some trial and error with it? Um, yeah, definitely. There's some trial and error with it. I would say for all of us that are part of the project, I'm sure the first couple of weeks were a little bit rough. Um, we definitely re-recorded many, many times until mm-hmm. we felt comfortable. But once you get comfortable and realize really your audience is are the amazing children around the St. Louis area, it becomes a little bit easier. So, Andy, one of the catches with this is you're not just launching this TV show from scratch. You're also doing this in a pandemic when people are trying not to breathe on each other and and get in each other's space. I I assume everybody's been doing this teaching remotely, not coming into the Nine Network studios? Correct. Our fabulous educators are recording from where they like. Usually it's their home, but sometimes they do have access to their classrooms and have recorded from their classrooms or outdoors. Have, has, has it led to technical complications that you have so many people with different sets of equipment in different setups? Yes. <laughs> so uh, luckily, the uh, teachers that taught over spring and summer, um, most of them have come with us into the fall. So we've been able to work through all of those technical difficulties with everyone's specific device. Mm. Um, and so it, it's been great to be able to just move forward and not have to do all of the recalibrating with everybody's personal device over again. So I imagine in the beginning, there was a lot of work on that front, but now everybody's got a system that works. Pretty much, yeah. That's awesome. Well, so the key, I guess, with any TV show, any radio show, is you want people to tune in. So how did you get the word out to parents and to students that this was even a resource that they could take advantage of? Yeah, so we have existing partnerships with area districts uh, and really close partnerships with early ed districts. Our early ed work is perhaps what we're best known for in the education landscape, the PBS Kids uh, and our Creative Family Learning Series. So we had those kind of baked in already in those relationships. And we've been seeing districts communicate, especially over the spring and summer with parents around, hey, this resource is available to you to be able to go and watch. We've also had ads in the St. Louis American and been trying to get the word out there to people as much as possible. What kind of numbers um, have you been able to get people to watch it? Yeah, so I have some data prepared for you. This is specifically for children 2 to 11 years old, since that's our target demographic. So per day, on average, over 1,300 students watch, or that's 275 classrooms worth of students. And in total, we've had um, 606,000 students watch the the programming. Wow, those seem like some pretty good numbers. Kristen, when you're out and about grocery shopping with your mask on, uh, do you do you find people say, hey, I saw you on the Nine Network? Do you think kids in the Rockwood District are, are aware of this resource and using it? Yes, uh, people have also reached out via email or social media. So it's been fun to see people knowing that they're tuning in makes it even more made, motivating to do. So it's been exciting. It's, I'm very proud to be a part of this project. I bet that's pretty exciting for kids who had you, say, last year or the year before that to see that now you're a TV star. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a star, but yeah, it's exciting for them to see in another light. Yeah. So, Andy, you guys uh, went from having two hours every weekday to three hours as we are now into this fall. Um, what led you to decide to do even more? 
those talks that we have with area education leaders led to them asking us, you know, it's great that you guys are using standards provided by the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, but we really need those to be grade specific. Mm. So and over the summer and spring, we had been doing pre-K to first grade and second to fourth grade reading math and science. So what we're doing now is grade specific. And then we've also added on social studies for um, second and third grades. I understand with this expanded schedule, you've had to cut one of the re-airings of Sesame Street. Are people dealing with the loss of that okay? Or has there been a, a backlash that this is maybe too educational? They they want the song and dance numbers. You know, I don't think so. Uh, we haven't gotten any feedback that I'm aware of about Sesame Street specifically. And the other programming, so it's a repeat. So Sesame Street is still available. It's important <laughs> and, to stress that. <laughs> correct. And then it really, the, the existing uh, programming with some how-tos and adult programs. So it was kind of a mix of different programs and Teaching Room 9 uh, filled that block with kids programs. So our weekday kids schedule isn't interrupted by adult programs right mm -hmm. now. So that's great. You can, if you have to, you could just park your kid in front of the TV for this, this period of time. Yep. Well, it's exciting to hear, and it's great to hear 606,000 people tuning into this. Um, Andy Harpering of the Nine Network, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Kristen Forth of the Rockwood School District, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Teaching in Room 9, it's broadcast daily from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. You can find the schedule on what airs when. That's at 9net.org. We'll also link that on our website, which is stlpublicradio.org. Is listening to an episode of St. Louis on the Air part of your daily routine? If so, suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help new people discover our show. Thank you. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org. Or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hempel and Lara Hamden with production assistance from Aaron Dorr. The senior producer is Emily Woodbury and the executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.